Hello, Smegheads. Hi. My name is Jed Shepherd, and I'm Daniela Phillips, and we're your hosts for Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast. How are you today, Daniela? I'm not very well, actually. Why is that? I've got a bit of a throat infection. That's no good. And you sit it's opposite me right now yeah. with your mouth quite Bre- close to mine, breathing he- quite heavily. <laughs> yeah, all over my stuff. Yeah, sorry. But I've been sick as well, so it's fine. We can exchange Germs, viruses, yeah, noroviruses, and stuff. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, today we are um, going to talk about Stasis Leak, which is episode four or season two of Red Dwarf. But before we get to that, um, what have you been up to since the last podcast? It hasn't been that long. I, I do realise that, but oh, it, your it, life is just so, yeah, it's just well, always on the I th- go. I think uh, today I've done my most exciting bit of news today. What's that? I, um, I went round the new uh, Crossrail Canary Wharf station. That's that's it. That's quite exciting because yeah. people don't realise the Crossrail is going to join London, yeah, um, and make it so faster to get around. I got to have a little sneak peek and walk around the the station, which is obviously empty and nothing's in it at the moment, which is pretty oh. cool. Be a good place to do some filming. Yeah, might yeah, mm. might do. Um, yeah, it was announced today that um, my uh, little film Absence is in the uh, London Short Film Festival in, in uh, January. So you have another chance to see it if you don't make it to the London Film Festival this month. I think, I think it's in a couple of weeks. should really check. I don't know. I always forget about these things. But yeah, so end of October and then also in January to see Absence, which is a really cool little horror. What were you going to say, Daniela? No, that was it. I was just going to say it's not horror, is it? It's not a horror it's at all, no. It's, it's about love. Um, and um, the other thing I've been... Oh, I'm in a magazine tomorrow. It comes Are out you? tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, it's a magazine uh, called... Play- Playgirl? <laughs> I am in Playgirl. I, I am, yeah. It offered me a lot of money and uh, it goes towards the podcast. So oh, brilliant. Fun. Okay. Um, What's no. my share? <laughs> Wait till you see it first. I don't <laughs> want any of that, that blood money. Um, no, I'm in a magazine called Largom, which is like a, a biannual magazine. It's more like a book, really. Like a, it's a, it's for entrepreneurs and it's like for people who I think they're kind of by word is or byline is for people who balance work and play something like that <laughs> this is the same one for playgirls so. <laughs> yeah pretty much so I'm in there talking about uh, cassette tapes and they've taken pictures of me and stuff so they should get a few more readers uh, mm, pretty cool but, yeah I think it's like £15 a magazine or something oh wow yeah, I was it, gonna say I'll buy a copy but, but maybe not yeah I think it was like one ninety nine before I was in it and they had put the price up yeah. so, okay. just to, so it doesn't fly out of the shops but you can get that in in all good magazine shops and bookshops around uh, the world actually japan america that's oh, pretty cool. cool if you want to see uh, my face next to some tapes <laughs> I, I pretty much have that every every time i see <laughs> that you is true. that is very very true um so yeah so let's get straight on to uh stasis leak um this um not to, to play my cards straight away but this is one of my favorite episodes um of Red Dwarf ever, I think. I think it's because it's um, one of the few times we see them, we see the old crew, we see them go back to Red Dwarf. Um, And I always like to see what those guys are up to because they get spoken about almost like they're ghosts, which which I guess they are. But um, you just hear stories of Peterson and Kachansky, but you never really get a chance to see them. And in this episode, we get to see them in full flow. Yeah. Um, So let's start at the start. Um, Obviously, this is actually the last... Um, the second from last time that we see the um, the intro where uh, Lister's painting the, the ship. 
and okay. uh, the, the Holly intro at the start giving you kind of a heads up. Um, and I'll tell you why in the next episode, probably, mm. okay, if you don't already know. I can't wait. <laughs> no, I don't uh, know. Okay, cool. Well, Holly's intro, uh, say they've come across the moon. Um, actually, before I want to, I wanted to, because we've had lots of new listeners um, recently, um, I just wanted to kind of give everyone a heads up because they don't know what Red Dwarf is. Because I was just thinking, people sometimes stumble across podcasts um, just out of the blue. They see it on iTunes or they hear their friends say, saying Smegheads is the best podcast out or they there. get harassed into listening by us yeah we're gonna be harassed a lot of people on yeah, the street yeah like, we do just people in shops um so in case for for those out there who, who like the sound of myself and daniel's voice but have ne- not, not necessarily seen the program red dwarf red dwarf is a show about uh, the last human being alive um on a in the universe and he's on a space a mining ship that's called red dwarf um and an accident happened which um you'll hear about later on in this episode and that accident killed everyone on the ship besides lister because he was in stasis which is suspended animation where he doesn't age he just he's effectively he's stood still in time and then three million years later he comes out of stasis um and uh, he finds out everyone's dead and he's the last person on board red dwarf last person alive and he also finds out that his kind of nemesis, his, his old bunkmate on Red Dwarf, Rimmer, is has been brought back as a hologram, which is kind of like the ghost of a human, a, holo- um, a mechanically generated human um, to keep him sane. And there's also the descendant um, of his old cat called Frankenstein that's evolved into something that's called the Felis Sapien, which is a humanoid version of a cat. Um, and so it's their adventures in space uh, with the aim to try to get back home. I sum that up well. Uh, but most importantly, there's another yeah. another ship called the Blue Midget. There is the Blue Midget. <laughs> and if you um, if you haven't um, cancelled your subscription to uh, Smegheads after Daniela's gaff last week, then um, <laughs> then thank you very much. Because uh, uh, Daniela thought Blue Midget was an actual uh, midget, not only a midget that that's on the show, but um, painted blue or something. I was severely jet lagged last you week. You were jet lagged, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So hopefully you won't make any mistakes like that this week. Uh, don't hold your breath. We got berated. Well, you got berated about that on on the Red Dwarf. <gasps> Sorry, guys. Oh, and uh, Daniela has joined the Red Wolf. Site I have now. joined. Yes. So, and can I just get this straight? So, it took me six months to be approved <laughs> um, to, to join the Red Wolf forum because that obviously you have to do background checks on everyone. It took Daniela four days, possibly three. <laughs> well, there's not that many checks to do on me. They just they were just like, <laughs> is she female? Yep. Just... <sighs> well, well, we'll speak to uh, the guy that runs the. Uh, Red Wolf website at some point he'll come on the podcast um so we can ask him about that yeah to his face okay. <laughs> um and Danielle will batter her eyelids I'm sure um and we have uh so yeah so that that was kind of the premise of Red Wolf and this is season two so catch up if, if you haven't already watched it just they're all on Netflix or if you're that way inclined steal them from YouTube it's no harm no one will no. ever find out no. um so yeah so in this episode uh, it starts with the black and white flash actually i started with holly's intro and holly's the computer um and he says they come across a moon that looks like felicity kendall's bottom which really dates the show it really does but apparently in the remastered remastered version um they say marilyn monroe's bottom because she's more obviously a more iconic figure yeah that stood the test of time rather than felicity kendall and i'm guessing people outside of the uk wouldn't really know who felicity kendall is no 
keep it, she was on Keeping Up Appearances. That's probably her main thing, which was, was syndicated. Keeping Up Appearances. No, what was it? Then? No, no, she, the Good Life. She was in the Good she Life. She was in the Good Life. Yeah. Sorry, um, but that was that was in America. That was popular in America. Yeah. It was syndicated. Maybe. Um, but yeah, Marilyn Monroe is just they they use Marilyn Monroe quite a lot in, mm, in Red Wolf. Yeah. We'll see on on future episodes. Um, yeah, so it starts off this episode in black and white, so black and white flashback, um, and Lister's talking to Captain Hollister, which is the almost the last time we get to see him in Red Dwarf. Oh, really? Oh, because yeah. I really liked him in this episode. We haven't seen much of him, He's but the good I thing thought about, he was good. Yeah, the good thing about Captain Hollister is before Red Dwarf, he was in Aliens. He played, really? the, he, he played the captain in Aliens. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. It's a, a re, I mean, that, that's obviously how we got the job on Red Dwarf, but <laughs> it, you can almost have a kind of a cross crossover with Aliens and, and Red Dwarf. Mm. But there are no Aliens in Red Dwarf at all. Really? N- we no. never see an alien? No, because they don't exist. Everything that they encounter throughout all the seasons are man-made, man-made wow, creatures. Wow, that's a really, yeah. really good observation. I never really thought about it until yeah. this point. There's like, I mean, things that could be described by our 21st century eyes as alien, but they're actually all, all man-made and weird, genetically engineered things. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's a spoiler for the next 10, ten seasons. <laughs> yeah, thanks there. for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop uh, looking out <laughs> stop, for them. Stop watching, stop the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's no point. So Lister's speaking to Captain Hollister, and, uh, so, sorry, uh, yeah, Lister's speaking to Captain Hollister, but also Rimmer's there, and he's grassing up Lister, which is his usual kind of tactic to get Lister into trouble, because in, in, back in the days, he actually hated Lister. He hated the fact that he was so laissez-faire with um, being a technician when, uh, to, to Rimmer, that's his whole life. All he mm. wants to be is an officer and to to work generally hard to kind of make it there. And he sees Lister, his bunkmate, just doing absolutely nothing. But also having lots of friends and having a nice nice life, which we've touched on in the last yeah. episode. Um, and what Rimmer is grassing up Lister about is uh, for Lister bringing on magic mushrooms. Some freaky fungus. Some freaky fungus. And uh, not only that, Lister spiked Rimmer's breakfast and put it in his breakfast um, and it made Rimmer attack two senior officers uh, believing them to be giraffes yeah armed and dangerous giraffes yeah that's, <laughs> that's crazy I'm not quite sure how they could be armed and dangerous um, how can you arm a giraffe you can you know there's gun belts yeah you can have that with all the bullets you can have a really big long gun belt around the neck right. so they can hold loads of bullets and then I guess you just put a machine gun like between its like horns on the top of his head. No, they're too far apart, and there's nothing to pull the trigger. It's got a long tongue. Yeah, it does have a long tongue, but you need to think about these things, Daniela, before you before you discount them. <laughs> Giraffes are, I think, they're so a viable it's, option it's for plausible. war. Yeah, because back in the days, like the Americans and the British, they, they trained all kinds of animals to um to um. Operate. Kill Germans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like dogs and pigeons and a pigeon rats. with a machine gun. Uh, no, they would had bombs tied to them. So oh, they, they would, pigeon. They would um they would let the pigeons go and fly them into enemy territory. Obviously, the pigeons would land and just explode and, and kill <laughs> oh. the Nazis. Um, but if they use homing pigeons, that would be a mistake, wouldn't they? Yeah, they, they would come back and kill you. Um, and Lister excuse uh, to Captain Hollister, which is. Um, probably the best excuse you, you, you could have answered was um, that the reason why he did it was because he thought it was going to be a laugh. Which, mm. to be fair, yeah, it would be a laugh. Seeing, uh, I think Rimmer was naked as well. So think wow. about that, Daniel, the next time you're taking ma- magic mushrooms on a spaceship. 
yeah, I will do. <laughs> and uh, his punishment is two weeks PD. Do you remember what PD stands for? I don't know. See, cause I've, up until now, I thought PD stood for paints duty. Ah, oh, yeah, that would make sense. But it's not. It's not? It's punishment duty. Was punishment something? Which, but I mean... Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe there's, maybe I'm mixed up. Maybe it is pain duty. Um, Daniel is stuffing her face with chocolate right now, guys. <laughs> just just to let you know. Um, and uh, Rimmer says 15 years in prison would be a more adequate um, punishment instead of because because Rimmer doesn't think two weeks PD. I mean, it's not all that bad. You get to wear a space suit. You get to be in space. It's quite glamorous. Really, if it's probably a lot of hard work. So what is he doing? He's just painting the white bits. On the red dwarf sign, mm. it's not that difficult. No, okay. you can have rastabilly skank in your ears. It's well, fine. I guess it's not that much of a, a you know a crime that's been though committed. It's a, though it's quite a big ship because later on we we see how big it truly yeah, is. I, yeah, yeah, we'll I couldn't that. believe that because it, it doesn't make sense. No. But <laughs> um, so uh, Lister and Rimmer, well, actually Rimmer, he complains about this so much. He swears at Captain Hollister, and uh, he himself gets eight weeks PD for for his trouble. So that kind of shows that you shouldn't really be a grass. It's like prison rules on on a spaceship. Mm. Yeah. What's the thing? Uh, snitches get stitches. That kind of situation. <laughs> Which is, I think, you should adopt in life if someone someone grasses you up. You should st- stitch, give them some stitches. Um, <laughs> Lister and Rimmer are in the corridor in the next scene, and they're at the... Um, the machine, the, the food machine, which they're the technicians for, and someone walks past them and says, excuse me, and you kind of recognise the voice. And if you haven't seen this episode before... I didn't notice. You, <laughs> I honestly didn't notice. You just thought there was a random person walking past and they and they let him say, excuse me. Yeah. Oh. I mean, to be fair, I was watching this late at night and the volume was turned down quite low because my boyfriend was asleep. Okay, did you have the um, the subtitles on? I didn't because I, uh, okay. I was in the uh, other room. The okay. subtitles are on the uh, UK Netflix. In the okay, room. so that, that's fair enough. But um, when I um, when I watch this, um, you kind of... Well, once you want watch this once you'll want to watch it again because you'll see how they've planted things into the episode that's a good point i think i'd like to revisit that yeah and you'll probably see a lot of things that you didn't notice before Mm. and also you'll see a lot of well not a lot you see a few mistakes where the when they replay things the the the, the various problems with time travel on the tv show if you're repeating this off again you sometimes get it a little bit wrong yeah like they do in in the first episode where they Mm. he gets the words wrong um, and we uh, then see um, the hologram of Rimmer. Um, and this is all still in black and white, of course, because it's this. Yeah, it really confused me. I didn't didn't know what was going on. Did you think it was like a weird, like French version or something? Like it was. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> was watching like the editor's cut. Swedish sixties version. Editor's cut. Director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> was you there like they were on Netflix like, Netflix come on was you tweeting at I, Netflix yeah yeah for my Netflix is broken no I, I didn't really but I was a bit confused because it started off with a whole like three million years ago yeah. and, I, and I was like oh okay um, did I miss an episode or yeah yeah I can see how I can see how the casual viewer would not <laughs> no just in general like I mean yeah. even if you're not a casual viewer you'd yeah. kind of be, be confused up until about five minutes in yeah and then when it switches and then it switches yeah. but we see uh, the hologram rimmer appear out of um, a table in Lister and the current list in Rimmer's quarters. So we're going to get a bit tongue-tied um, with this episode because there is a lot of times when you're trying to explain which Lister and which Rimmer is in the room. So I'm thinking... Lister past and Lister present? 
But in the, in in this flashback, it's a list of fu- it's the Rimmer future that appears to the current Rimmer. So it's but then when you, it gets, so it's Rimmer present appears to Rimmer past. past. Okay, we will do it. That we'll we'll set our we'll draw a line underneath it and we'll set all of our tenses in in the present. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay, so current Rimmer, the hologram Rimmer, appears to past pre-accident Rimmer. And uh, we get a little snippet of a of a future conversation where he says, "I don't want to don't want to alarm you, but um, there is a leak on in Stasis Pod, um, and um, he says something. I'm here to to save you. Yeah, he's going to stop him from dying. Stop him from dying. And then we uh, then it just cuts smash cuts to the present. Uh, so back in color, back to our yep. back to our safety, um, and we see uh, Lister is reading Rimmer's diary to the cat. Um, and we discover that uh, Rimmer is quite a romantic. He he writes poetry to uh, the girls of Red Dwarf, <laughs> which which is kind of cool. Do girls like poetry? Uh, maybe not this girl. <laughs> has no one ever written you a poem? No, I'm not not really into poetry. No, but if if someone not not say say you were single boys on uh, reddwolf.co.uk <laughs> and uh say someone of reddwolf.co.uk one of the, one of your fans super fans on there <laughs> wrote you some poetry yeah what kind of imagery would you like them to kind of put in there like something girly or something a bit more kind of straightforward uh red dwarf imagery <laughs> okay so if you guys on the forum um just just send daniel a message just poetry do you want what kind of poetry kind of like short ones limericks or like uh limericks limericks yeah cool. yeah and if you can have it in iambic pentameter, that would be great. <laughs> she, she's impressed with that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so Rimmer has a diary and um, he thought he was keeping a secret, but Lister has snuck a peek. And it was for a reason, though. He's not doing it just to, to be to be a snakehead. He's doing it because he wants to check something for a particular date because he was skulking around Kachansky's quarters, which is kind of creepy in itself. Um, and he found a photograph um, in Kachansky's quarters. Um, obviously, this is um, the picture was taken pre-accident. In that picture, it shows Lister standing next to Kachansky in a wedding dress. Yeah. Um, it's a turn up for the books. Turn up for the books. <laughs> so he knows that hasn't happened yet, so it can only happen in the future. So he... He was trying to find information um, about how it's possible that he could have gone back and married Kachansky. So he thought he'd go into Rimmer's diary for the for around the time before the accident to see if there's any clues. And he did find a clue. He found the clue where he appeared to himself and told him there was a stasis leak and he's come back to save him. Mm. Um so uh, Holly appears then, and um, they ask Holly because he's 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 got an IQ of six thousand apparently, so he should know all the answers about space and time and and things like that. Actually, someone who should know about space and time is uh, Stephen Hawking, and he hasn't got back to me yet. Oh, the a bit lazy snakehead. Bit rude. It's a little bit rude. Like you're a professor. Not even, not even a holding response. It's unbelievable. Like what is what is he up to right now? He sit he sits down all day. Just just reply to my email. Two one sentence. That's that's all I ask. Um, you know Stephen Hawking's a, a big uh, Red Dwarf fan as well. No, I didn't know that. Yep, he is. Actually, um, you know who else is a big Red Dwarf fan? Uh, the you? princes, Harry and uh, William. We should get them on the podcast. Which one would you prefer if, if we had to choose? Um, Harry seems like more of a laugh. I think. Yeah, I th- but I think he might smash things because I've got like a. Really? I've got. I don't think he's particularly violent. I have a fridge full of beer. He he will fight me to get to that beer. He can have my share. Okay, 
but I think William would be kind of cool. He's some kind of looking like chilled out. Yeah, but he's he's a dad, you know. He's got dad duties as well as prince duties. George, George can come along. I've got arcade machines here. Okay. I've got toys all over the place. Yeah. And Kate can just she can like just listen to listen to music if she yeah, wants. Give us some tapes. Give us some tapes. She can wear that Pokemon hat. Oh, you don't let me wear the Pokemon hat. I need. I only just got it. You can if you want. It's <laughs> over there next to the, the Ghostbusters pack. I can see it. Can you see what the reflection yeah. in the window? That's kind of creepy. <laughs> That's what serial killers do. <laughs> Look at things in reflections. Um, and so uh, Holly appears and they ask Holly, Holly, so what's a stasis leak? Um, and Holly admits that he, do- he doesn't really know. And, and they say, well, you, you've got an IQ of 6,000. And he says, sorry, I, I don't know. So Lister suggests that they go check it out. And that's what they go and do. So the first thing they do, they go into the express lifts, yeah. which um, you don't see a lot of on future Red Dwarfs. It doesn't make an appearance now and again. Okay. Um, but what the express lifts are, are it's a mega fast, speedy lift that takes you from one area of Red Dwarf to another. Mm. Just like a normal lift, I guess. I guess it's not, that's not something that um, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor made up. Lifts are a thing in the world. But this lift seems to take a very very long time because apparently Red Dwarf is so big that they have enough time to watch an in-flight movie and also to have food and um an in-flight kind of assistant on the on the tv screen that's not an express lift then well it depends if it if it if how big is it well I thought Red Dwarf was only like five miles long I guess I you, until this episode, I didn't, yeah. I hadn't really thought about it because they tend to stay in the same sort of mm-hmm. area, so you don't Budget don't really think about <laughs> they don't really think about how big it is until this scene. I was like, well, if you really? think a whole, a whole cat evolution kind of happened in parts of Red Dwarf, and they they they, they never stumbled across the kind of the driving. So why do they only stay in one kind of area? Maybe why the did, why do they stay in one, the same bedroom? <laughs> Can they like have separate bedrooms? Well, as you know, like in, in Me Square, they tried to have separate bedrooms, but didn't kind of work out. And they kind of, there's a the thing, they kind of miss each other. They kind of need yeah. each other kind of spy. But the thing is like, where does, where does Crichton sleep? And where does Cat sleep? Well, when we see him dive mm. in and out of, of the, um, of the, um, the air ducts and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, we do see in like I think it's in season ten, we see a brief kind of close up of cat sleeping in the on the floor above Lister's quarters. Okay. Um, but apparently he has a whole floor to himself. So, but we never actually get to see the the, the floor. Okay. So, um, but I mean, it doesn't it shouldn't take ten s- seasons to figure out where <laughs> he sleeps. But we do see him every now and again sleeping in Lister's bunk. Okay. Because he's a cat and he has cat naps. Um, so yeah. So and uh, the person who the in flight. Um, kind of air stewardess is Morwenna Banks. Do you know her? No, the actress? no. She's been in quite a few things. Um, she, I think she did Saturday Night Live for like one season. Oh, but yeah. she um, was in the t- the British TV show um, Absolutely, which was a sketch show on BBC Two. No, I don't on know like it. Probably early 90s to the mid 90s. Um, and actually she's just directed that film with Drew Barrymore and what's her name in it about the girl getting cancer? Don't know. It looks like the worst <laughs> film ever. Okay. Um, but that's, apparently it's got good ratings. Um, go go watch it if you want. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe how long it took for that lift to to get to to get to that floor because it seems like in other episodes they can just walk to the floors and yeah. they're there in like a few minutes. Yeah. Unless they they kind of just cut a whole section out of it. Um, but yeah, so so they get to the the correct floor and they see a glowing kind of green light spooky green light coming from the stasis pod um and for, for the kind of new listeners or people that are not aware 
what Red Dwarf really is and just listen for our voices. Stasis pods are the kind of like like big kind of rooms, kind of like prison cells, like holding cells, where if you step into it and you close the door, you get frozen for in time. Um, and they go through the, this kind of green flashing light. Uh, they step through and they end up in the men's showers, a pre-accident on Red Dwarf. Um, what would you do if, if that happened to you, Daniel? Has, has that ever, have you ever stumbled across a men's shower room by accident? No, I have not. Never? No, I've walked into the men's toilets a couple of times by accident when I was at school, but that was that was it. You and your school stories, Daniel. Yeah, you I need know, to kind of slow know, down I'm on sorry. this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why did you walk into the, to the guy's toilets? Just because I wasn't paying attention. Wow. I went to a... My secondary school was an all-boys school, so I didn't have didn't that. Didn't problem. Didn't have that problem. So they didn't have any female toilets? Um, I guess only for teachers. Okay. And stuff. But why would you need it if it's all-boys yeah, school? Yeah. Though, the, 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 in, the, in the history of my old school, there was two girls that went there. It's a whole... Okay. Um, and one of those girls is Catherine Tate. Really? Yeah. She went to an all-boys school. Oh. It's really random. I used to, I used to see it not, on. not the same time as you, though. No, she went like a, a load, load before me. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. I saw, um, I couldn't believe it when she said what school she went to. I was like, what? And then I looked on the on the kind of photos you can check online. I was like, oh my God, really weird. Really bizarre. She must have had a brother there or something. Or yeah. her dad was one of the teachers or something. Um, that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so they go through and they're in the men's showers. And they... Um, Obviously, it's quite weird for the for the guy that's in the shower right then. Um, but I guess that kind of happens in public showers sometimes. You I, just get, I wouldn't know. You just get guys walking up to you. I don't know. I don't get guys walking up to me in the shower. Well, like if like if you if you play football and stuff um, afterwards, the showers. I mean, no one's no one's looking at anyone else's okay. body. You're just like having <laughs> You're a shower, check, checking everyone out. Don't do, guys just don't do that. No, no, not, not checking to make sure you measure up. <laughs> that's a complete myth. Okay, that's a. I mean, girls do that, obviously. Um, just, <laughs> I don't know what you're measuring, but... Do, do girls do that when they're in no, showers No, but stuff? we don't really have public showers. No. You have little cubicles that you go into. I watch a lot of 80s uh, horror movies, and I think you, you'll find that you do have uh, okay, public showers well, I mi- all I the time. I missed that. Um, and, well, in American high schools... Uh, have you America? not seen Carrie? Yeah, that yeah, I've seen that. It kind of doesn't work out too well. Um, and yeah, so they work out they're there three weeks before the accident that killed everyone. Um, and Kat's, he doesn't, Kat doesn't really follow what's going on. And this is kind of the first time where Kat does his, um, what is it, routine. He does that quite a lot he's, of... He says it about six or seven times. Yeah, get he? used to that. He does that a lot, every, like every other episode. Yeah. But it's good because there are people out there who... Who are who are not really into sci-fi and they, and they just don't they might not understand because they're always quite confused at the start with the black and white stuff. So they, they might not understand they've gone to another time. So mm. they kind of like explain it to him and he's still not getting it and he kind of settles on it's a magic door, which is as good a, of an explanation really? as anyone. Is, is that what the answer was? Yeah. Because I wrote down something different. What did you but think then, it was? Then a blue midget again. No, no, did you think they were on blue midget? I was having, uh, I was having problems with uh, the, the the sound. I okay. couldn't hear it so very in, well. In your so, mind, so I, I wrote you... down something different. Okay. I wrote down that it was a magic hole. <laughs> <sighs> well, I guess the door is a hole, a hole in the wall. <laughs> I got the magic bit right. A magic hole. Well, no, I think, I think... I think if you were there and he said that to Kat, he would, he would be happy yeah, with that answer. Yeah, yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> that is pretty good. 
I can see kind of now why uh, we appeal to kids now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I was thinking about, I'm fulfilling all the quotas. I've been listening to some other uh, Red Dwarf podcasts. Uh, there's one called uh, Red Dwarf Introcast, and there's one called Scuttercast, and there's one called Dwarfcast, and they're all kind of they have their um, different kind of angles. Like um, Introcast is has a good kind of element where it's half the people are from America and half are from uh, UK. Oh, that sounds pretty so, cool. So yeah, you could kind of get different perspectives. Scuttercast. Um, it's kind of similar to this, but it's just like a bunch of boys okay. in a room, but that's kind of cool. And Dwarf Cast is kind of almost like the official one. Um, and everyone who's on uh, Dwarf Cast, no red dwarf, like the back of their hand. It's okay. Very, very so, technical. So we're, we're very different. We're kind of the opposite. <laughs> we're kind of the opposite. But you should listen to Dwarf Cast if you haven't already. It's a, it's a very good podcast. Um, and some of them organize um the red dwarf convention oh, cool. which we should go to yeah i'm year. waiting i'm waiting for my invite yeah, we should go. <laughs> um yeah i, I i've read some write-ups and it does seem like a good thing yeah we'll definitely go yeah go next we'll go check it out if it's on and it should be on because red dwarf's on so yeah best time um and uh, yeah so um they're back in three weeks before the accident so what do you do um when you are back in back in time you, you try and save yourself but first of all the first person that Lister sees, besides the kind of naked guy in the shower, is Peterson, which is his old friend um, played by Mark Williams. Um, and Peterson's there. He's trying to chat up these two kind of girls who don't really have any lines. They kind of just stand there and smile. And he's trying to carry their bags to, I guess, his quarters. We, we skipped a bit. Is it the soap bit? We've 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 skipped to the second time they go they go into. Oh, was it the first time the, so this the, the soap the, bit? So this is the first bit, yeah. Okay, okay. I was trying to summarise it. Okay, well, let's do it. Okay, so what happens in the first bit? Uh, I didn't write that down. Okay, so <laughs> in the first bit, they test to see if they can bring people back. Oh yes, the soap. Yeah. So uh, they grab the soap that's in the shower, and because if you can bring p- people back through the magic hole, Daniela, then <laughs> they're sorted. But you're, you're basically bringing someone onto Red Dwarf um, to essentially the end of the world because there's no one else around. It's kind of, kind of gloomy. If you have the option to die with everyone else in the universe or go three million years in the future where you know everyone's dead and you, you're there with those guys from Red Dwarf in, in, in deep space with no chance of getting home, what would you pick? Oh, that's a really tough one. Um... So I would be with all the red dwarf guys. Yeah, the those guys would be there. Okay, I, I might, yeah, I'd stay, I'd stay alive. If I was on my own, then probably not. What I would do, I don't know whether I would go straight to the drive room, and with a gun, and just say, turn the ship, turn the ship around, go to a, the nearest planet, and just get, let everyone get off red dwarf and fix the drive plate. Yeah, that sounds why, sensible. Why not, why not? Why don't they do that? Yeah. Um, and. Oh yeah, or just uh, or tell like Kachansky or whoever to like stay on 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 leave. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they take they try and take soap back because obviously soap's the nearest thing to a human. Mm, it Didn't make really sense. make sense. But I don't really understand the kind of how the the stasis hole works because surely they're in the past now. So surely any they're organic matter. So if they go into the future again, shouldn't they be turned to powder? What's different between their physiology and the physiology of the people in Red Dwarf? Because they're from the future, whereas the soap is from the past. But but time is just like a man-made concept. It it doesn't actually exist. It shouldn't really matter. Hmm. I don't know. 
I think I think I got, they, I got a C in the science. Though. They should have tested that with an org- something organic, even if even yeah. that it was a banana or something. Or a plant. Or something, yeah. yeah. Or Frankenstein. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Been interesting, um, yeah. So they try it, and it ter- the soap turns to dust as they step through the the ma- Daniela's magic hole trademark. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, back in the present, Rimmel wonders what the point is if he can't bring anyone back. And Lisa says, "What he's going to do is uh, go back to be with Kachansky, even though he knows he's going to die." And uh, oh, quite sweet. romantic. Is that romantic? Yeah, he's, he'd rather have three weeks Certain with death. her married then spend the rest of eternity without her and yeah oh, i don't nice. think that's a good it's option he, he he could there's a lot more options he could do like i don't think that, there's no female options for him is there no i mean in in the history of red dwarf like knowing all the episodes they do meet female characters like quite soon actually yeah um but yeah i guess he's just after Kachansky. Yeah, she's the love of his life. Why doesn't he just go back, get Kachansky, and just go off to a moon with her, or go somewhere else with her? Why do they have to return to Red Dwarf? Yeah, I don't. They don't have to die. Well, I I guess not, unless it's kind of like a um, a situation where fate will chase you until you die. Yeah, maybe it's a bit like Final Destination. Final Destination situation, um, which is. Which is a ripoff of another film called Soul Survivors. Oh, not seen that. Um, yeah, which was directed by um, Tommy Bahart, who directed Night of the Comet. Film One films. of your favourite films. Yeah, um, I don't always try to insert an, an obscure '80s horror into into every episode, but I do. I do try. Um, yeah, so um, they have each have separate plans. So Lister wants to go back to save Kachansky, and they're going to do that by. Because they know there's one stasis booth left. So if they just convince one person from the crew to get in that stasis booth, then that one person will be saved and be with them three million years in the future. So obviously Lister's after Kachansky, but Rimmer wants to bring himself back selfishly. Mm. And, and Rimmer starts talking about a pet at this stage. What do you mean? He starts talking about a pet <laughs> yeah. lemon. But again, I had the volume turned down. I know. So do you think a pet lemon? Pet lemon. Oh, no. I, I wrote down pet lemon. And then he starts talking about it bit him, and I thought, hang on a minute, it's not a lemon. <laughs> You've got your own story like getting in your head. You're like, I okay, know. so in the future, vegetables can talk. Actually, lemons <laughs> are fruit, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Wow. This we we need to. I want you to uh, write your your a Red Dwarf episode like fanfic. Okay. Uh, it'll just be the most crazy, like weirdest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Oh, Danielle, right. So I couldn't sleep last night. Um. I think maybe I had like 30 minutes or something. Because um, my plan was to come into work to, to do work, so I, that's what I did. But it, I was, I'd run out of films to watch because I've, I've like watched mm. everything. So I was on the, uh, I was just Googling Red Dwarf stuff in preparation for today. And I found Red Dwarf slash fiction. Right. Um, and because this is a PG podcast, and I don't <laughs> want to get that elusive E for explicit next week. I can't go into detail. But, but holy moly, it is very disturbing between who everyone but mostly li- <laughs> but it's mostly Lister and Rimmer Aww. there is this really messed up Aww. one I'll send you a link to okay but when we do when we do Smegheads live <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, sla- a slash a reading we'll have a, a live reading. reading it's I, honestly I, I'm not phased by anything but this is absolutely disgusting oh really because okay. like this, this, these two characters that you know and love who are <laughs> just they're perverting it oh my god it's crazy but I didn't realise how popular 
between Red Dwarf fans slash fiction is right. this this one kind of like story, which is I think it, the first five chapters were like a hundred thousand words, and um, this one story had been viewed like like twenty thousand times wow. or something. Maybe it's the same person. <laughs> yeah, it's going back every day just just for just for a kick. Wow, but honestly, it's it's disturbing. Okay. But um, yeah, we can we could write our own Red Dwarf slash fiction. Less disturbing. Yeah. But yours would just be like, just cat by himself looking in the mirror, right? <laughs> that would be good slash fiction, actually. Um, but yeah, so enough of slash fiction. I mean, if you don't know what slash fiction is, then you're one of the lucky ones. Um, yeah, so they decide to, to save their loved ones, Rimmer himself and uh, Lister Kajansky. So they um, go to so Lister says well he explains that um he has to try and convince someone how do you convince someone that they're gonna die and to, to, to go into stasis when when as far as you're aware everything's fine with red dwarf it's a big ship it's run by professionals how would you convince someone like if, if you knew in advance yeah. that the world was going to end how would you convince me to i don't to like i don't know get on a plane somewhere else well i guess it's what i said in the last episode i think it's it's difficult to convince somebody else but maybe when it's you speaking to yourself you would tr- trust yourself more and take to probably take it more seriously that's, yeah very true the, the 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 voice of reason once again daniela yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm here for <laughs> that's good see sometimes she gets things like wrong <laughs> but sometimes she's just bang on bang on yeah, the nose who, who knows what it's gonna be <laughs> it's crazy um so yeah so um i think i think i think rimmer has that idea himself but he, he already knows how that goes because he's already lived for, through it once and mm. it's again can you change fate mm. is there a way of changing fate um so what they do is um well actually yeah rimmer has a bit of a self-pity party doesn't he just how everyone hates him and he says that lemming story which is kind of funny and he talks about he used to buy topic bars and he wouldn't get hazelnut in it and i've really felt for him there because i love topic bars no i'm not a fan it's just it's like a fake chocolate Oh no, it's good. It tastes it's like, like nougat. And no, caramel. it tastes like Christmas tree chocolate. Really? Which is the worst chocolate? No, I don't like Christmas. No, Advent calendar chocolates. Ad- yeah, Advent. Yeah, that, either or. Yeah. It's just But actually, like um, Advent calendar chocolate is a bit better now because you get that kind of foil. But do you remember Advent calendar chocolate in the nineties, where there wasn't that foil? It was just cardboard yes, and chocolate yes. and then cardboard. So by Christmas Day, you were eating just the, the weirdest, most messed up, half melted. I never finished my advent calendars. Because they were disgusting. I, I, like... I used to lose momentum. And... <laughs> <laughs> He's got boys. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. The I've first seen... few days were novelty, but yeah. like halfway through, I just yeah, I just gave up. Yeah, I've seen Christmas before. No, nothing <laughs> new. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they decide um, that to persuade them. So, Lister um, prepares to go uh, back, and Rimmer's already gone by this time, so Lister and Kat are on their way back through the stasis uh, leak, um, and they bring Holly along with them um, on a smartwatch, which is very prescient, if that's the word, because uh, you have what looks like an Apple Watch with uh, yeah with uh, Holly's face on I'd it. I'd like so one of them. You'd like Holly's face on like your... An Apple Watch. Actually, I had Holly's face on, on my phone uh, Oh, did you? Yeah, this was kind of cool, but it didn't move. I've got, I've got a honey badger on my phone at the moment. So you're like, what is a honey badger? I don't really understand. Is it just a normal badger? badger that? It's, no, it's it's like one of the deadliest creatures. No, it's not really. It's just what a really it? aggressive... Is it poisonous? No. Badgers, no. badgers are disgusting and there's mutants. No, it's just a, like a really ug- ugly looking, angry creature. It's like a seal. That's a seal, Daniela. No, it's a honey badger. You've got a picture of a seal on your phone. 
It's a honey You've badger. got a picture of the singer seal on your phone. <gasps> you can't say that. Why? <laughs> I can't say the singer seal. That's... <laughs> okay, Danielle's now showing me a picture of a honey badger waving. That's a skunk, by the way. No, it's a honey badger. It's, a, yeah. it's pretty much a skunk. No. Is that pepilapee.com? No. <laughs> honey badger. That's a rat. No, it's Is a honey badger. She's pictures of different animals. I have lots of pictures of honey badgers. Daniel's now showing me a picture of a giraffe. To, uh, with a <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, so they prepare to go back and they've got Holly on the watch. Um, and they end up in that shower again. And this is when they see some naked guys again. Um, did he get excited by that? Because this is, don't forget, no. this came out in 1989, so this was quite risque. I know, I know this was after the watershed, but... Yeah, um, no, I mean, the naked guy that is not really my, my bag, he's n- not my type, so I didn't that's, get excited, that's, that's, I'm that's afraid. A, that's a real shame, real shame. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this is when they see Peterson. I did jump ahead a bit, and Peterson's there trying to kind of get his rocks off. He's, he's trying to be a gentleman and, and help... What's his accent he's putting on? It's meant to be Norwegian. Oh, okay. I thought French-Canadian, but... Oh, <laughs> Mark Williams' accent is just all over the place. It's just the worst. You can't tell. He's thinking, is he trying to be um, from Newcastle? Is he, is he a Mackham from Sunderland? No, he's trying to be Norwegian oh, okay. via Got it. Somerset or something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so um, Lister sees some spies and runs over to him and gives him a big sloppy kiss on the mouth. And Pearson, obviously in front of these girls, is just like, Lister, what are you doing? And this is like, I'm so pleased to see you because he hasn't seen his mate in years. I know, that was touching actually, how, how much he missed him and how pleased he was to yeah. see him. It's great writing um, from Rob Grant, Doug Naylor, because y- y- you kind of get to see, obviously from, from Peterson's perspective, he saw, he saw Lister that morning. So, mm. um, But Lister's so excited, he doesn't care, he sees and he gives him that, that big kiss. And he says, I'll see you later, Peterson, I'll go to your room and see you. And Peterson says, I'll... I'll kill you for this, Lester. <laughs> Which is uh, probably more Norwegian sounding than uh, than Mark Williams can do. But Mark, um, I think that's the last time we see Pearson, actually. He's not Aww. in any other episodes. Okay. They talk about him quite a lot in yeah. future episodes. but um, They don't go back to the past so much. If I can't reveal that, but if they do, it's usually not... Peterson isn't there. Okay. It's um, more Kachansky-based, I'm guessing. Well, there's, there's episodes in the future where there's a lot... Lots of the old cast. Okay. Uh, well, the old, old crew. Different characters. But yeah, but I don't want to spoil it if you've. I know, okay. I know you've seen like some of them, but you've. I have, but you're like a so many you, years. You forget them all, I am. Yeah. So yeah, so people m- might think that Daniela is like brand new to it, or she's 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 I'm not. not I she's, promise. She's just forgotten every <laughs> single episode. Um, whereas I. I'm not every single one. Okay. What what kind of series? The later the later series, I remember. Like five or six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, series five is my favourite. It's, so, it's great. Yeah. I was thinking when we do Smeghead's Life, maybe we should do season five because that's the most popular. Yeah. Not sure what episodes though. But yeah, actually, if this is a good kind of time to talk about Smeghead's Life, if you guys want to see myself and Daniela. In, in person do this podcast in front of a, a live audience <laughs> let us know we need to like gauge how many people are interested we reckon we can get a fair few people I we'll reckon do... I can get my mum and dad along that, that's all we need really <laughs> yeah and honestly if it, even if there's only like five people there that, that's good enough for me yeah yeah, I'll, I'll do it we'll, we'll just have to we'll, we'll, we'll fake the, um, the audience uh, laughter afterwards yeah we'll put a backtrack to it <laughs> yeah but um, when we do it we'll, we'll like hire somewhere we'll get you in um, if there is a charge it'll just be to cover the cost if there is a cost um, but it'll be like cheap um, and we'll try to get some special guests on maybe members of the, the cast um, maybe we'll get Seb who runs the um, Red Dwarf website 
Uh, maybe we'll have a musical guest just to make it a fun night for and, you. And you can hear our live karaoke session that we do before the podcast as you well. You can hear our live karaoke session. Then afterwards, we can just all go for a drink and get smashed. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, and we all have to be in London. I know a lot of people probably live up north and stuff, but you need to move to London, really. Yeah, That's London's where, where it's at. This is where Red Wolf's been filmed. So we're, we're kind of being... That's where Crossrail's come in. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not into Crossrail, if you're not on the Crossrail website every day, Yeah, Crossrail, what are you doing? Crossrail will go home. <laughs> and also, like, if you, haven't joined the, if you haven't joined the Red Dwarf official website, you really should because it's the first place, besides Twitter and social networks, for news. And you see that the official uh, announcements go in that website. It's just reddwolf.co.uk. And it is a really good website with a thriving community. So if you're into Red Dwarf, go visit. And myself and Daniela are now on board and yeah. we're, we're there. So you can talk to us directly and, and give us some feedback on the episodes. Yeah, please do. Tell me how much of an idiot I am. Oh, I think that's the opposite of what they do. Even if you say something silly, they will be like, oh, Jed, you kind of really dropped the ball there. You're like, Daniel, you've done really well. I've tried. Gold star for effort. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to. I, there is a correction, actually. Someone corrected me. Um, Kachansky wasn't unconscious. Not Kachansky. Um, Yvonne Magruder okay. wasn't unconscious. She was concussed. Okay. It's just as bad, isn't it? Uh, if someone's well, concussed, they don't know what's going on. I, they, I think they do because sometimes you can you cannot know that you're concussed really? and you can act normally and that's why know. they keep you under observation there's that tennis player recently that, that well, the other day that had to quit the tournament because she was concussed mm. because you, you just don't have your your full mental capacity because you're just dizzy and okay. stuff yeah. so. I think it's better than being awake though oh asleep I mean <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Daniel <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll go past that one. Um, so, yeah. Moving so, on. <laughs> so, make his live, guys. Just let us know if you're interested and we will arrange it. Um, so, yeah. So, Cat uh, is also there and this is the first time he's interacted with other people besides yeah, Lister woo. and Rimmer. Um, so, Cat um, goes on about girls all the time, but this is actually the first time he's actually seen girls. Yeah. And he's in, he's in, he's in Cloud Cuckoo Land because yeah. he's so close to girls. So, he's... Um, being quite pervy just i mean he's a good looking guy so i'm sure they don't mind yeah. too much no. so he's checking out all the girls and just yeah, fair play he's he's been in space for a long time yeah well forever yeah <laughs> he's never seen a girl so um he um well they go to kachansky's quarters and kachansky's bunk mate tells them that she's on uh, still on planet leave which means basically a holiday um it's weird that she doesn't tell them that she's getting married give them the heads up but cat sees her she's like a pretty blonde i guess and cats into that um but yeah he, he still doesn't get any action because they've got a mission to do and the ship's gonna blow up in in three in uh three weeks time um so we see rimmer um this is oh this is a live rimmer so in the so present rimmer goes to see past rimmer yeah so hologram rimmer goes to see a live rimmer is that a better way to put <laughs> yeah, it yeah and it's kind of a replay of the first scene where present rimmer hologram rimmer hides inside a table because it's a hologram he can pass through objects and and he waits till li uh, past listers out of the room and he pops out with, when rimmer is alone and the two rimmers have a conversation saying um i know um this is a bit of a shock but i'm from the future uh, you need to get into stasis because the the ship is going to blow up basically there's a and he explains that there's a stasis leak and that's how he's come from the future and because uh of the whole mushroom incident 
Rimmer doesn't believe it's true and he thinks it's just a figment of his imagination, which is which is kind of fair enough. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, if you if you think that you've taken, well, if you've taken mushrooms, then hallucination yeah. is the most logical explanation for what you're seeing. I went to uh, Amsterdam once. Oh, um, here we go. For <laughs> here we go. <laughs> with a, I, I did too, Jed, but I'm guessing your, your Amsterdam holiday was a lot different to mine. Well, there was for a football tournament because we were... Um, we had a football tournament and we had to play some some teams in in Amsterdam. So obviously we had um, we got there quite quite late and we had a football tournament starting in the morning. So we shouldn't have really kind of gone out, but we did. And some people went a bit too far, including one of my friends called Steve. Okay. Who um, he was just doing everything you can think of. He was mixing things. It was it was not a good sight to see. Mm. One of the things that's plentiful in Amsterdam, as you probably know, Daniela, is mushrooms, and it's very. I, I didn't know that actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they sell it in like, a, in like every other shop. All right, smart okay. Shops. Okay. But it's very organised, and it's very. It's like going into like Starbucks or something. So you can pick mushrooms um, if, for like. Uh, for, for different effects, so you can pick mushrooms that will make you giggle loads. You can pick mushrooms that will make you see really? more. Really? So yeah. they have different different side effects. So you can literally ah. pick mushrooms that will make you see things, and it, it oh, works. It, why would you want to do that? Because it's funny. It's not funny. You can make you can, you can pick mushrooms to make you laugh. You can pick mushrooms to make you like paranoid or scared or anything you want. Oh, there's, there's a mushroom for you. Why would you, you want to be strengths. paranoid and scared? That sounds like ridiculous. <laughs> but because like there was a lot of us boys there yeah. like some of the boys they just picked any of the mushrooms and my friend Steve well I shouldn't really be saying his name but like he was <laughs> mixing Steve. so he was taking like all different One kinds of everything. yeah so he was taking them ones that make you like really like laugh and he was taking the ones that make you see loads just constantly he was, he was mixing it so, but he was taking it really, really well. And then we were in this bar. It was called London Bar, really. And it was like a London-themed bar in Amsterdam. I don't know why we went there. Um, and then he was having an argument with my, one of my other friends. And all of a sudden, he fell off his chair and had a massive fit in the middle of this bar. Oh, my gosh. Um, and there was... And as he fell down, all this glass smashed everywhere. And the barmaid had glass in her face from it as well. <gasps> and basically, he was having this massive, dramatic fit on the floor. Um, and it was it was it was almost stay comical. away from drugs, kids. Yeah, but then all my friends were like, "We're getting out of it," and they ditched him, and they left me with him having, and he was having a foot on the floor. And I, was I like, can't oh, believe we're... they left him. That's terrible. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it's just like this is what guys do. So except for me, so I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say, but they were like, "Get him out of here! Get him out of here!" Because they thought he was going to die. So I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? So I literally dragged him outside and got a chair, put him on the, in the middle of the pavement outside. And he was like, I was like, what, are you okay? And he was like, Jed, I'm surrounded by clowns. <gasps> and I was like... Terrifying. I had, to, I had to assure him there were no clowns. He was like, Jed, I know like I've probably taken a lot of mushrooms, but I'm not joking, this is genuine now. We're surrounded by clowns. And he was making me believe there were clowns everywhere. That's, that's terrifying. So for like the next six hours, I had to like somehow get him back to our hotel uh, and talk him down. Um, and I was sharing a room with him as well, so he was like, "Jed, there's a there's a clown in the corner, and it's coming oh, closer to us." No. It was a, uh, yeah. So that's what that's what mushrooms can do because I don't so I don't take mushrooms. <laughs> um, but if you want to counteract it, leucoside. Really? In, instant instant counteract. But I didn't know that till afterwards. How? I think it's the sugar. But um, wow, that's yeah. an interesting. Good good point yeah. to know in the future if just any of your that friends just fixes it instantly. Yeah, goes on a mushroom bender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, I think my friends just go on Netflix benders. So uh, 
that's nothing that's fair enough really <laughs> if you're addicted to something it might as well be something Netflix, like, like Netflix. yeah um so yeah so it's understandable why Rima thought he was seeing things because he was on these very powerful fungi um and uh, this is a uh, very appropriate because Captain Hollister comes in to apologize to Rima for giving him eight weeks it was it was a bit harsh and he admits it so he's like I'm really sorry uh Rima I overreacted but the problem is there's a fancy dress party going on there's a fancy dress party going on and Captain Hollister is dressed as a chicken a chicken which isn't great when when Rima thinks that was a good impression try that again wow you should sell that to like a like a sound website could do make a lot of money yeah (laughs) Um, my animal impressions are legendary So obviously Rimmer thinks this chicken costume um, is part of the hallucination. So he's uh, he's talking back to Captain Hollister and he's... Uh, but at first, Captain Hollister's playing along with it and he's, he's like, oh, yeah, I understand. It's I quite did. forgiving, actually. He's a great captain. Yeah. I love... Um, what's his name? I think his name's Mac McIntyre, his real name. He's just... I love him. He's a great actor. He's in loads of things. Um, I want him to be in more things, though, because he's great. He's in later Red Dwarfs as well, so you get quite a lot of Captain oh, good. Hollister good. in the future. Um, and... Um, I watched a video of him actually at Dimension Jump, the, the Red Dwarf uh, convention, and he took his shirt off this year. Actually, wow. the one this year, he took his shirt off. So that, that's something, something that you've for missed. The lady fans. Yeah. It's, so if you think if, if you fancied him in this episode, think of him like 25 years later with wow. a shirt off. Okay, there goes my Daniela's uh, fanfic. Daniela's getting really excited. There. She's going to open the window. <laughs> She is getting hot for Hall- Hollister. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a T-shirt. Hot, hot for, for Hollister. Hollister. <laughs> um, so yeah, so 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 Rimmer is uh, really laying into Captain Hollister, and at first he's taking it. He's like, okay, I understand. I was a bit harsh, and Rimmer's really, really laying into him. And then he knees him in the groin. I mean, he does a lot of chicken padding, but he still knees him in the groin. And Captain Hollister is uh, very, very angry about this, and. Uh, he gives him... He paints his belly, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he writes eight... Eight... Does it say eight years, PD? Something Yeah, like he writes... That. He says, uh, Rimmer, you've got eight years, PD. Which... But they're, they're only in Red Wolf for three yeah. years. That's, that's kind of harsh. So Rimmer, like, gets out green paint. Luckily, he had green paint on him and paints eight years And then throws the rest at his face. And throws the rest in his face. Um, which, which, is, which is great. Um, and have you ever had a boss and, that you've kind of answered back to? No. Can you imagine me answering back to anyone? Yeah. Really? No. Kind of, you would do it in a sly way. You I'm really lucky. I've, I've had really good bosses. Is, it, is this because you've told your boss listen to this yeah. podcast? Yeah. Hi, 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 Simon. <laughs> 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 no, I'm really lucky. I've got some... I, I, I love my bosses. So, yeah, I'm great. Every boss I've ever had is... Uh, I mean, I've had a couple, of, but only the only bosses that I like are when they're my mates to start with, and then it's not really like they're oh, my boss. Okay. But um I'm no good with authority, Daniela. Oh, see, I respect authority, all. and they respect me in return. No. <laughs> that's why I can never like. Like in the past, I've written for magazines, but I can never. I can I never stand it because I don't like people editing my words. I don't like people telling me what to do either, which is kind of essential if you work for a magazine. Your, yeah. your editor is telling you do this, do that, interview this. Got to have thick skin, I yeah. think. I'm just like I don't. I don't want to interview them. They're rubbish. Um, but yeah, so so he he really abuses Captain Hollister, hot for Hollister, hottie Hollister. Hashtag hot for Hollister. Hashtag hot for Hollister. Maybe that can be uh, one of your catchphrases. <laughs> I'm hot for Hollister. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so what happens next is uh, Lister's looking for Kachansky. Uh, the, 
the Ganymede Holiday Inn. The Ganymede Holiday Inn, which is, um, I think it's in it's in Manchester or oh, Birmingham that Hotel. Okay. It's a real hotel. They filmed it while it was still open. Oh, really? Is it still is it still open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we should go. We should go. A bit weird. A bit, like... <laughs> go sit at the Honeymoon Suite. <laughs> yeah. with a bottle of champagne. You can you can rent out the room because they filmed it in 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 yeah. the in the room. Okay, as well. we should do room that. Zero zero eight. Mate. Yeah, but um, I didn't like the creepy, ro- creepy cyborg robots that were wandering around. There was weird, yeah, kind of. I like didn't the like the inferior them. Inferior versions of Crichton, because obviously Crichton's more advanced. They looked like cyborgs. Yeah, they were scary. There's also those uh, kind of like self-aware artificial intelligence suitcases as well. Yes. Voiced by. No idea. Who's the only person who's really done voices? Tony Hawks. Our old friend Tony. Tony Hawks, who voices everything. <laughs> I hear sometimes when I close my eyes, I hear his voice. <laughs> it's because he was the warm-up man um, on on set for for Red Dwarf. He's when I warmed up the audiences, made them laugh before oh, the main event. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so they got to they got to um, to utilise his skills. He's a great actor. I mean, he's probably a um, a better well-known author now. He's done a whole series of successful books that have been some of them be made into films. Mm. Um, he didn't. He done. Um, that round island in the, with a fridge where you took a fridge around Island. I've not seen that. I've not, not seen that. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, quite famous. They've done a TV show as well, I think. Not into that. Tony Hawks. <laughs> I think he did it on a skateboard as well. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Hot reference. <laughs> so they find Kristin Kachansky's room and they see it's occupied. So, oh. yeah. So the Lister has the um, realisation that maybe it isn't him that marries Kachansky. Yeah, he realises, well, he, he notices the other guy in the photo and thinks that must be the groom. And to be honest, did you, I think everyone noticed that other guy in the photo when you first see the photo at the start of the episode. I noticed it, but I did. I, I, I genuinely thought that Lister was, the, like, was the groom. Well, it's like Kachansky standing next to a guy in a suit and then quite far away from them is like Lister by himself yeah but he's wearing a white suit and I thought you wouldn't turn up to a wedding in a white suit unless you were the the groom or the best man and considering that he didn't know who the other guy was I assumed that he was the groom that's very very true yeah and it's weird because you think in Rimmer's diary he would mention that his bunkmate got married trying to work out the timeline maybe they didn't tell anyone yeah, I mean, so there's they, a lot of did, weird they stuff. They did elope, so... Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with Kachansky's roommate didn't know that they were getting married, Because yeah. so. in the first season, they they, they they hadn't even dated. I mean, in, in the books, they dated for a little while, but now season two's come along and they've married at some That's point. That's a very fast uh, engagement there. Extremely yeah, fast. Yeah. So, so it gets explained in a second. We'll come to that. So um, Solister thinks he's not the groom and then he, he has a bit of a pity party himself and he has a bit of a of a rant at, at Kat and he's like, oh, um, a girl like that wouldn't go with a guy like me. She likes a guy that has like wine with his cornflakes and, and stuff like that. And yeah, it just has a bit of a pity party. It's kind of like Mira Rimmer's pity party like about 10 minutes previously. He kind of feels really sorry for himself. Yeah. Um, and uh, which I don't think you should ever really feel sorry for yourself over a girl. Come on. I don't know. I guess, you know. Do you ever get, do you ever, did you, have you ever been sad over a boy? That's oh, kind of, yeah. But have you ever been obsessed, like kind of Lister's obsessed with Kachansky? And she's quite. Define obsessed. Like you would go back in time and die, <laughs> literally commit yourself to death. Probably not just lose interest you can you can tell like she she wasn't in he knew from the season one that she wasn't into him 
Um, yeah, it's not like they had a long-standing relationship. I guess he thought that this stasis leak was, if he came back and, and, and kind of told her about it, it would convince her to be with him. I, I don't know, yeah. it's kind of weird. So he kind of like almost gives up and then he sees Kachansky open the door crack to, to get the champagne. And um, she's like, oh, hello. Um, come in and, and let's oh no, we're, we're going, don't worry. Um, and uh, like Kachansky doesn't bat an eyelid at the fact no. he has a cat. He has. This sent alarm bells okay. ringing for me. Why? Did you th- what do you think was going to happen? Well, that she was a killer or something? No, right. the alarm bell started ringing. And then obviously later on in the scene when he goes into the room mm-hmm. and then he, Lister comes out. Yeah. So, so there's can, two of them. I yeah. thought, hang on a minute. Is this going to be a really dodgy threesome? Wow, with yeah. Kat, with, what will Cat be doing? I don't, I don't know. Just I don't like, know. Ow, ow. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, so they go into the room and um, and Kachansky's like, oh well, yeah, I got, just got married, and this was like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, well, congratulations. But then um, out of the bathroom comes uh, his future self, um, and he's like, what's going on? And uh, his future self explains, in five years' time, they find another way to come back to Earth. Uh, sorry, back in time to pre the accident, and he got married to Kajansky, um, and presumably he probably saved her from the accident. Who knows? Um, so Lister is like, "Oh wow, can I have a Frenchie for my future wife?" And future <laughs> Lister. I think that's a bit harsh that future Lister didn't let I think him it, yeah. have a kiss because they they are technically the same person. Yeah, and the thing is, like, if I if I saw my features, no. If I was with the girl of my dreams and my past self from five years ago was like, can I have a kiss? I'd be like, yeah, go for it, mate. Yeah. To fill your boots, do yeah. more if you want. Yeah. Right, that's fine. I'll, I'll go for a walk. I'll come back in five minutes. <laughs> Only five. Yeah, do it twice. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, so it's, it's quite confusing. I mean, Kat doesn't have a lot to say here, but he does have a really good kind of line as they leave. List is a bit of a mopey person because he has to wait five years to get his dream girl but at least he knows he gets his dream girl in the end uh, and Cap pulls out the fact he's, he's stolen the champagne from them which I think is a really nice yeah, touching sneaky. thing because like Cat sometimes he's the most selfish guy in the universe but sometimes he's looking he's out a for good, his mates he's a good pal he to Dave he is good but like, like we said on Twitter Danny John Jules is scary as hell so angry um, but like he I think in real life he's a really nice guy somewhere here yeah he's, he seems nice on Twitter I think he sounds it's quite angry. Oh, really? I've, I've, I mean, it's usually when when someone kind of... He has quite strong views on the representation of, um, like, black people in the media. For instance, Serena Williams. When there was a lot of attention on um, people like Maria Sharapova because she's kind of blonde and white um, and a model, um, he doesn't know why Serena doesn't get as much commercial... I think that's a fair It's comment. totally fair, yeah. yeah. But then, but then people kind of say, "Oh well, it's because Sharapova's just offered more adverts or whatever," and he says it's unfair, blah blah blah. It's, it's kind of kind of scary. The conversation, interesting, but kind of very uncat-like because Cat is just the most chilled-out guy you could possibly get. But anyway, so um, <laughs> hashtag politics. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. <laughs> hashtag Black Lives Matter. Getting a bit serious in here. Yeah. Cat Lives Matter. <laughs> Another t shirt. Let's make heads live. <laughs> I just have a t shirt with about 15 yeah. different hashtags hot on it. Hol- hashtag Hot for Hollister. Hashtag Cat Lives Matter. Oh, maybe matter. I can get one of those things with like a scrolling text and I could just. Actually, <laughs> I've got a t shirt in here with replaceable letters. Okay, okay. So, like every 10 minutes, I can like we can, swap we can them around. It, yeah. Yeah. I think Hot for Hollister is quite, quite a good name for a film, actually. Red Dwarf the movie, Hot for <laughs> Hollister, set in a, a 70s high school. Um, and yeah, so we see uh, the next scene, which is uh, Pastrimer is wheeled into the quarters. We, we don't it's not know exactly what's happened, but he's in a wheelchair and he's got kind of hospital gown. So obviously he's been put away for the for the kind incident. Of the incident he had. The with, ch- chicken gate. Yeah, with uh, Captain Hot for Hollister. And uh, so he's there, but um, he's... He, he kind of thinks he's crazy as well and then we see hologram rimmer appear again and uh, then we see current then we see current lister um and cat appear um straight from uh, the, the hotel and then we see future lister appear with his bride kristin kachansky um, and obviously you, you, do you know this fact that it wasn't kachansky with him because they'd mistakenly let kachansky go home they told her the film was finished oh. so it was just a member of the the crew they kind of got to wear a hat over her, okay. and put, put, comb her hair in front of her face to kind of represent Kristen Kachansky. But I think she was a bit taller than Kachansky. Okay. Like a lot taller. Okay. So, um, so it's quite you, noticeable. Yeah. But I mean, obviously you didn't notice no. it because you don't notice no, anything. I, really. Yeah. It could, it, could have been, it could have been a, like, a blue midget a blue for midget, all I knew. Um, but then we, uh, yeah. So um, then we see um, f- uh, Future Rimmer appear and he's also got some facial hair to kind of match Future Lister's facial hair. Um, and uh, then the Rimmer still in his hospital gowns gets out of his wheelchair and says I've only got one thing to say to you guys go away it's quite a strange ending do you know what there's, there's, there's a few strange endings in, in a row <laughs> coming up it, it doesn't end on a joke this it's is, like go away what, what you know what, what's that supposed to be yeah because it's like not funny is it yeah exactly it seems like <laughs> Rob Grant and Doug Naylor they must have been writing this they were just thinking okay how do we end this episode it's quite it's loads of time travel do we end what did we end it with? They could have just ended it with Future Rumor appearing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they ended it on a weird kind of non-line go away. Do you think they kind of high-fived and cracked open the champagne when they, when they came up with that line? Probably not. They probably just had enough of the episode. It was like, wrap it up now. Yeah. It's kind of very, very weird. And, but I do love this episode quite a lot. What did you think of the episode? Yeah, first, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think, I mean, obviously they've written themselves into a whole little bit the fact that in five years time they now had to find a way for for Lissa to come back and to marry Kachansky. Yes. Um but you don't well actually season eight I don't know you won't remember this, but season eight <laughs> ends up very strangely. Okay. Um and when season nine starts, which is when Dave got it, it kind of bypassed what happened in between. So in between season eight and season nine, which is called Back to Earth possibly some stuff happened there but we don't really know oh yeah i think i vaguely remember yeah but don't want to jump ahead to yet. but like no. season eight ends on a big cliffhanger yeah. which is never resolved yeah i think i remember it's really strange mm. um but yeah i i love this episode a lot i think it's um well so far one of, one of my favorites um i love it when they when they go back and they see the other people on on red dwarf and it's always good to see uh claire grogan i, I think she's great um, and it's always good to see Peterson, even though this is the last time we, we see him. 
And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, this has a lot had a lot of elements of um, it's mirrored quite a lot of uh, the things in Feature Echoes. Mm. And actually, there's a theory that um, actually no, this is I'm thinking of the next episode. In the next episode, which is called Quig, that there's a bit that mirrors Future Echoes. Even though this episode does have an element of that with with the kind of future and past selves wondering about, so. It's quite a sci-fi one. This yeah. one. I wouldn't say hard sci-fi, just it had sci-fi elements. Yeah. Um, but again, it's another episode which develops the the kind of relationship between Cat and Rimmer because just just the just the stuff when they're in in their bunks together, that kind of back and forth. I love those bits. Mm. Um, and when they were talking about um, the how no one's ever well, this is no, so Rimmer's not never got on with anyone, even though his pet hates him um and then his pet lemon his pet <laughs> lemon hates him and then uh, and then lister's kind of speech about how he's so unlucky in love is so you get to learn a lot about these characters and a lot of stuff like this this because in in the more action-packed episodes you, you kind of you lose some of the kind of like heart of what makes red dwarf and mm. like i said before when i was growing up and, and watching red dwarf it, i missed i missed the, the multi-layered elements of red dwarf i only kind of watched it for the explosions and the kind of action but um, now we're older, we can appreciate the kind of the multi-layered kind of parts of, the, of these characters. Because I mean, besides Cat, who's the most one-dimensional character there is until season three, um, you learn a lot about these characters. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, so now comes for the the most exciting bit, guys. The bit you, you've come to to love. Um, now it's time, Daniela, for the Smegheads charts. Woo! Key music. And uh, yeah, so Daniela, where do you think this sits in the Red Dwarf chart? Because remember last week we yeah. had a new entry yeah. in at number new, one. New top. top. Um, so let me just—I'm not going to go through all of them, but let's, let's just go through the uh, the top ten. Actually, no, this is oh, this is the tenth episode. There isn't that many then. So okay, so top, top five. Okay, so we said number one was thanks to the memory, of course. That was a great episode. Big yeah. speak to Sabra Williams, who plays Lisa Yates, and she was lovely. Um, and I follow follow Sabra Williams on Twitter if you haven't already. Um, you can find it in the show notes on facebookbreakers.com/snakeheads, or just type in Sabra Williams into Twitter and you can find it. And follow her. She's got interesting things to say, and she's really cool. And she was in Mission Impossible Three and was in the program with Carmen Cotting, so she's very very cool. Um, and so thanks for the memories first Better Than Life was second which is fair enough Confidence and Paranoia Rising High at number three number four is Crichton which really is our most popular episode of Smegheads it's probably because we talk about Crichton being a sex worker actually no that isn't the most popular episode sorry I'm lying to myself the most popular episode was Me Squared which is sixth fifth was Feature Echoes this is all over the place seven is The End eight is Waiting for God because it's not that great number nine is The Shower of Smeg which is Balance of Power so where do you think this episode fits for me I think this is number three Stacey's League number three. So you think this is below confidence, sorry, below better than life and above confidence and paranoia? Yeah. Hmm. The question that I've got is, is Stacey's League better than, better than life? And the answer is a resounding no, it isn't. 
And is it better than Cummins and Paranoia? Yes, it is. So I think, again, yeah. I've been considering to you quite a lot on these Snakehead's charts, but you've actually been um, mostly yeah, been right on it. these. <laughs> so, yeah, so the top five currently sits at Thanks for the Memory, number one, Better Than Life, number two, Stay Sleep, number three, Confidence and Paranoia, number four, Crichton at number five. How exciting, Daniela, with one L. Um, and that brings this episode of Snakeheads, your favourite Red, Red Dwarf podcast, to an end. <laughs> but um, if they want to find out, if, if they miss us, if they miss yeah. you in this week, how would they how would they quench their Daniela thirst? Well, how can they find th- you? Thankfully, thanks to a modern invention called Twitter, you, yeah. c- you can follow me and find out what I'm eating and what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, and how would they follow you on Twitter? I'm at Daniela with one L Phillips. That's D A N I E L A Phillips. And Phillips has got two L's. Phillips got two L's, yeah. Most confusing name of all time. No. Your, your, your name you might as well just be <laughs> how hard it do you, is. Do you know we um I moved offices recently and they sent yeah. round a new phone list and my name was listed as Danik. Spelled D A N I C K. So I thought maybe I'd become wow. a celebrity couple by merging mine and my boyfriend's names together. Wow. But um, no, it was just an error. Uh, your boyfriend's podcast is also just above us and the iTunes charts. I know, I know. It's a bit of bit of competition there bit, now. Yes, yeah, so help help me beat him. Yeah. So if you haven't already subscribed to the Smokeheads podcast and somehow you've you're listening to this, please do. Just go to iTunes, press subscribe, or just do it on your phone. It's quite easy. Um, don't forget if you like us, give us five stars. If you hate us, what would what we would hate the, the most is if you gave us five stars because it would really we'd really hate that. But we'd also love it. Um, whatever you do don't give us anything lower than a five it, <laughs> it kind of ruin our, our evening our street cred yeah but if you want to write us a nice little message as well please do you yeah, can do that on iTunes do. or you can go to to postpoppodcasts.com slash smegheads and you can uh, leave some comments there and see the smegheads charts and also in the show notes there's usually pictures of us and videos and things and i write some funny things sometimes yeah i really enjoy reading the stuff that you put on the website it's really cool yeah it's interesting like last week for thanks for the memory i found this american almost like a weird kind of fan remake of some of the scenes from thanks for the memory it's one of the weirdest things i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) i don't know when it was filmed it's it seems like it was filmed in the bottom of a well it's bizarre um but yeah if you want to find me i'm on twitter at jed shepherd that's j-e-d-s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d and you can also find me on instagram same thing jed shepherd and daniela is daniela monica phillips you look quite what you look like you're scared or like or something get a weird expression like no i'm just poorly oh yeah i forgot you're sick i'm gonna go home to bed now okay um, and the guys on the Red Dwarf forum will be writing some, some slash fake about that soon. Um, yeah, and you can also find both of us on the Red Dwarf forum if you want. We're hanging out there. Um, say nice things if you want. And yeah, again, if you want Smegheads live, please let us know and we will arrange it. Maybe for like season four or season five. Depends on how fast we get um, popular with you guys. But I think at the moment we could feel like we could feel like at least a small room full of people who are interested. With our friends and relatives. Yeah. We'll just have to get some, some famous guests in so people will want to come see, <laughs> see us. See them, not us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but again, thanks very much for listening. See you next week for one of the best episodes. Woo! Queeg. Um, and I can't wait for that. And uh, then after that, 
episode is the end of the season. We'll have some special guests on that. Uh, we're flying through these episodes, yeah. Daniela. But don't, but don't worry, because we've timed it very well. Don't so. worry, we've got plenty more. <laughs> By the time we get to the end of season 10, it'll be just in time for the new season. And also, if you haven't got tickets for the filming of uh, Red Dwarf, uh, t- 11 and 12 yet don't worry no one else has no, no. One else, absolutely no one on any Red Dwarf forum or social network has got tickets who has got all yet. these tickets well like just people have applied so um, I don't think not the real fans well I don't know because they could be real fans they just don't express themselves I mean I wasn't on the Red Dwarf forum until a couple of, true, couple of weeks true. ago and I was a mass, I'm a mass, massive Red Dwarf fan true. so I don't think because a lot of people complain on the Red Dwarf websites that the true fans aren't getting the tickets. They are. We just don't know who they are. There, there are true fans out there that don't... Maybe they're scared and they don't want to yeah. admit to getting tickets. They're probably bigger fans than the people who spend all, all, all day like talking about Red Dwarf. Who knows? Exactly. So again, thanks very much. See you later, Smokeheads. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Smegheads the Red Dwarf Podcast. Smegheads is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcasts.com slash smegheads. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smegheads. <laughs>